Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. everyone. We are here today with a new episode for the Aligned Women podcast. Shauna and I are going to be talking about bringing your child to work with you. And we feel like this is sort of a sensitive topic. We have discussed this amongst ourselves, oh, I don't know, hundreds of times times. over the last two years. (laughs) (laughs) And as we were talking about preparing for this episode today and, and sharing some of our thoughts with you on bringing your child to work with you, um, we have noticed that there are some things that we just want to be, we want to be encouraging, but we also, uh, want to help you be realistic. So keep that in mind as you listen to what we're going to talk, we're going to talk about, uh, today. All right. So that being said, um, I want to first share that, you know, I have a seven year old, um, a three year old who will be four in one month and a four and a half month old baby, plus a stepdaughter who's 15 that's here um, occasionally. And for the last, for the better part of the last two years, I have been primarily working with them around, physically around most of the time. Um, And it's been very challenging, (laughs) uh, as you can imagine. So There's been times where I have, you know, taken my kids, dropped them off at grandma's house. I leave grandma's house and I go to work and we have that separation. And there have also been times that we don't have that separation. So I feel like I can relate to both sides um, if there are sides (laughs) to this discussion. And um, I'm in this, I'm in the trenches with you right now. If you have little ones, Shauna's kids are older, but I don't think that it's a whole lot different for you with where you're at now either. Sadly, no. Yeah. I, now, when I started um, practice, I was just telling you in our sort of pre-chat before we hit record that when I graduated from chiropractic college, Jackson was 10 months. So I hit the ground running in my first practice with, well, still a baby really. And uh, I put him in daycare. Like f- for me, the thought of having a child at work I don't know whether it was a sign of the times almost 20 years ago, but there, it wasn't even a thought in my head that I would try and start my practice with my baby. So when I was, you know, in those early years of practice and my kids were all young, um, I either wasn't at work, I was on maternity leave, or I was at work and my kids were in daycare. So yeah, it's only been recently, I would say, yeah, same in the last two years or so that I've been working with my kids around and yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of need for sure, but it's still, it's still a challenge. It still requires a certain amount of focus and boundaries and every age and stage brings its own challenge if you're going to try and work with your kids. So what are some of the challenges that you have had with having your kids closer by at the ages that they are at now that you didn't have before when you had a more specific physical separation from them while you were working? Well, I think as mothers, we're always so conscious of what our children are doing. 
you know, we just have that sort of sixth sense, even if we're doing something else and we know that they're hanging out with a friend or they're, I don't know, watching TV or whatever. We are just always conscious of when they're moving around. If they're having a conversation with somebody, it's almost impossible not to listen in, even if you're doing something else. And I, I would say that's probably been my single biggest maybe position of self-awareness when it comes to working with my children in the house is that as much as I want to be focused on what I'm doing, you know, if I'm podcast recording with you or if I'm adjusting a patient or if I'm working on a presentation or a patient file or whatever, I am always aware of what they're doing, which means that my attention is never a hundred percent on the task at hand. So, you know, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've had to become aware of is that I'm never giving a hundred percent when they're in the house with me. And I think that's probably fair. You know, no matter how old your children are, whether they're babies and they're really physically needy or whether they're older and they're more emotionally needy as mothers, that's just the nature of who we are. Um, and then of course there's the obvious challenge of, you know, I think we said this on the last podcast when we were talking about summer proofing your, your business, a child's, sense of urgency is very different than a parent's sense of urgency. So, you know, as much as my, my kids have been told what the clear boundaries are around when they can interrupt, especially if I'm with a patient and in particular, if I'm in a long appointment with a patient, um, there are times where they'll come in because they feel like whatever it is that they've got going on, this warrants an interruption. And I don't necessarily feel that way. So those are probably the biggest challenges. And then outside of patient care, I would say it's just simply having the focus to be able to get stuff done. You know, when you're in the house, if I'm working away on my laptop and I'm in the house, but I'm not in front of patients, they don't see that as work because when they're in front of a computer, they're usually playing games. And I, I I don't know what their concept is, but they don't, they don't see it as work. And so it's that you, you are lucky if you get 10 minutes of focused, uninterrupted time for any given task. And that's hard because you f- I feel like I'm constantly switch tasking through the day. And so my efficiency goes down just so much more than it used to when my kids were in daycare and when I would be at the office and my time at the office was focused on the office. Um, do you think that it would be different for you if you had been closer to your children, physically closer to them while you were working when they were younger, do you think the challenges would be different? I don't think so. I think that, I think that kids are all different and some kids are more easygoing and some kids are not. And none of my children, I mean, even when I wasn't working and I was just home with them on mat leave, none of my children were very easygoing kids. And maybe it's because I'm not very easygoing, you know, probably because I'm So, you know, such a driver and such a control freak and wound up all the time. I think my kids are kind of like that. So no, I don't see that it ever really would have been an option. And, um, I love the fact that at this stage in our lives that I can run a practice in my home, uh, and, you know, and have my family around, it works really well for us. There are lots of advantages that way. I could not have done it when my kids were younger, unless I had a lot of help. Yeah. Well, speaking of kids being younger, um, with a four month old baby, 
I have found that I want to be with her, um, not because I feel guilty taking time away from her, but mostly because I'm being too lazy right now to pump. And so knowing that I want her to have breast milk for as long as possible, um, the option right now is I either pump or (laughs) um, I have to have support for her so that I can focus Mm -hmm. on getting work done because she's a high needs baby. I don't know if that's the correct term really, but that's what it feels like to me. Um, when I'm, you know, if I just sit her down in a little bouncy seat and I want to cook dinner or put the dishes away, she wants me to be focused on her and she Mm -hmm. babbles until I either talk to her and play with her or she escalates (laughs) and, and then she's crying until I'm talking to her or picking her up or holding her at that point. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm usually entertaining her and doing stuff around the house as well. Yeah. I can't do that and work at the same time. It took mm-hmm. me a few weeks to come to grips with that. Like, this is what that's going to be. But as we talked about before, who knows what kind of baby you're going to get. So if you're going to take your baby to an office with you, um, you know, that's your plan while you're pregnant. It's kind of like rolling the dice. You could get a really easygoing laid back baby that you can set down or that you can wear and they don't fuss and they don't make much noise or you might not. And so as we talked about in our preparation for recording this episode today, uh, you had to have a plan, a backup plan in case that does happen in case you do get a baby that is not chill with just hanging out while you're doing your thing. Yeah. And you know, the whole reason that we decided to do a podcast episode, well, how we choose most of our podcast episodes, it's really what's coming up in the groups a lot in the mama chiropractors group and the aligned women group and the questions around having children at work and how do I manage certain aspects of it? It comes up all the time. And if you're in those private Facebook groups, first of all, if you're not in those private Facebook groups, we would love for you to join. You can go to alignedwomen.com forward slash mama chiropractors to join the, um, the mama chiropractors group. And there's lots of great discussion, including this topic. And of course the aligned women group is a paid membership site with a private Facebook group, but this comes up all the time. And there are lots of mama chiropractors who are taking their kids to work. And there are lots who are not taking their kids to work and there's everything in between. So Whatever your situation is, you can feel supported because there are lots of us in there doing whatever it is that you're doing. And I guess that's the first thing that we want you to know is you are in a safe place to do whatever is working well for you. Um, You're going to be supported and encouraged no matter what your choice is because we're all different and our kids are all different. Um, That being said, Taking your child to work, like Danielle just said, it is something that requires a huge amount of planning. And the thing is, you can plan it, you can have a vision, kind of like a birth plan. You can have a vision for what you want, but the reality is you're going to get what you're going to get, and you never even know day to day what that's going to be. And that's just, that's the reality of being a mom. That's how kids are. So as you're planning it ahead of time, I think that one of the most important things to really think about if you do want to take your kids to work is what is your backup plan? So what if your child is fussing? 
who do you have there to look after them? Because the thing that we have to remember is people are coming to you for help and they're paying you for a professional service. When you're at work, your first responsibility is still to your patients, the people who are there paying for a service that you are offering them. And so if you're going to be distracted and it's different, we're not talking about if, um, you know, you usually have a babysitter and your babysitter is sick and you have to bring your kids to work that morning, that happens to all of us. And people are so understanding about that. But if your childcare choice is to have them at the office, I think it would be really difficult to do if you didn't have some kind of a team set up there. You know, um, you and I have both interviewed Megan Brent, Danielle, in our podcast. So I did it for the Fulfilled podcast and you had done it for the Aligned Women podcast. And I love what she had said when she first started out and she had a baby that she just didn't want the baby to go to daycare, didn't want to pay for daycare. So she started in practice and after about six months, um, she hired a CA, but primarily the CA's job was to look after the baby. And the other things were kind of an added bonus because she knew that the primary need at that point was for somebody else to look after the baby so she could focus on the patients. And then if they got to answer the phones or do the computer stuff, that was kind of a, that was kind of a bonus on top of it. But what she really needed was somebody to look after the baby. And I think sometimes we get that backwards. Um, you know, we, we want to go in, we want to keep our overhead as low as possible, which I think is smart, but if you're going to do it with a, a baby, there has to be somebody else there who can be focused on the baby. So you can be focused on the patients. Yes. And that's my concern for a lot of women. When you're taking your baby to work, you're taking care of your baby and you're taking care of your patients. And depending upon how busy you are in your practice, you're taking care of people all day long, every day. And then who's taking care of you? Yeah. And no wonder we feel exhausted and stressed and like our reserves are so low when we are managing both the baby and patients alone. So keep that in mind, please. If your plan is to take um, your baby to work with you, that you're going to need time on a regular basis to recharge yourself as -hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think one of the first things to think about is what is it that you really want? What's the driving force between having or behind having your baby at work? Is it that you truly, you really want to be around your baby and you just don't want to have that time away from your baby? Or is it that um, you want to keep your overhead as low as possible? Daycare is really like crazy expensive and we just need to keep our costs low. You know, I think that's, that's a big consideration is what is it that you really, really want in all this? Um, you know, and it's maybe it's possible if you truly you want to have your baby and you don't want to be at work without your baby, then it might be an option to have, for example, have your baby at work one or two shifts a week, have someone who can look after them outside of the office at your house or you take them to their house one or two shifts a week. And then have the rest of the time at home with them, just being mom. You know, and you can stack those shifts. You can do three or four hours at a time. You can stack those shifts really big and be really focused when you're in them without your baby. You can have shifts with the baby that are maybe a little more casual. Um, And then the time that you're at home, you can really just be focused on being mom. So that's one idea. 
another option is to plan ahead. <laughs> now, I say this, and I know that I've been in the position where, you know, the babies kind of came spontaneously. Maybe we intended for them to join our family, but didn't give ourselves a lot of lead time into preparing to have another baby. Um, but if you are planning to have another baby, a part of that plan should be figuring out the financial aspects of how you will all be supported. Not just to pay your bills for your practice or, you know, make sure that your student loans are covered, but you're going to need extra support. And if you're going to have to pay for that, then that's going to be a part of your financial picture as well. Implementing profit first, I think, is uh, an important component of managing your finances in a way that will help support that. But even if you don't create a profit account per se and you create a maternity fund so that you can take a little bit longer of a leave from mm -hmm. practice, that works too. Yeah, those are great points because I, I do think for a lot of people, there's a financial aspect in it that needs to be called out and needs to be addressed because, uh, you know, we have one of the things that's amazing about being chiropractors is we have a massive income earning potential. And the more we can focus on our business, the quicker we can get there. So it's really up to you how quickly you want to get to that point. And a lot of it really is going to be based on how focused you can be in the time that you have to do it. But the great part is you can do it however you want to do it. And there are lots of people in our groups that are going to be right along with you, supporting you and encouraging you to do it your way. So just take the time to think about what is it that you really want? leave any guilt behind, you know, that you think, if you think that this group is full of women or this, you know, our podcast is really designed for women who want to do it all and, and, you know, be the, the mom who's got their child on their back while they're adjusting. There are lots of us that are doing that. And there are lots of us that are not. And I always think that the best moms are the happiest moms. So whatever it is that makes you feel happy and fulfilled, that is going to be the best thing for your baby. And it may be bringing them to work. It may be having them in daycare part-time. It may be having them in daycare full-time. And whatever it is, it's going to be the right thing for your baby as long as you really thought about what it is that you want and you need. You know, the other thing that I would add is that sometimes we have a plan, just like you said with the birth plan. We think this is the way I want things to go. And then you get into the experience and you find, mm, this is what I thought I wanted. This isn't really feeling right. I want something different and that's okay too. We're, yeah. we're there to help support you and, and guide you through that process of changing your mind if you want to and creating something different. Yeah. And you know, I, as a mother of three, I will say that it can be different from different from baby to baby as well. You know, the things that I wanted when I had Jackson were very different than the things that I wanted when I had Cole, for example. So, and that's okay too. Um, we grow and we change as people. And like I said, our babies are different and the needs are different and the whole family dynamic changes every time you add in another baby. So that's the great thing about being a mom is we have the prerogative to flip switch and to do whatever we need to do in short notice. Well, overall, I hope that what we've shared today will be helpful, especially for the woman who is in the phase right now of dreaming about starting practice and not certain how she will continue 
to run that busy practice and be a mom in the way that she wants to be a mom as well. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. So if you're not a member of Mama Chiropractors yet, we've mentioned it a couple of times in this episode. Um, again, the, the URL to, um, to join us is at alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. So we would love to meet you there and continue the discussion about balancing life and practice as a mom and a chiropractor. Okay. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Be sure to join us next week for another new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Thanks everybody. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.